Good morning, Eddie Koppel. It's happy Friday. Annie, it sounds. It is a happy Friday. <laughs> I am like, I like good week, but also we good. Like yeah. I'm ready to just good have a week. weekend. We good. That <laughs> was a lot of work this week, man. Oh, it's very good. Um, I have a question for you. Do you recall that you had a whole list of things for us to discuss on Tuesday? I did. I do. Yes. Okay. We got through some of it. I think I'm looking at things I've checked off on the old list. Uh, couched. I'm going to just tell you the way I wrote it because okay. it makes sense when I'm writing it. And then I sure. realize I look at my own list. I'm like, not only can I not read my own writing, but when I'm typing it, I can't understand what I'm saying. Sure, so sure. 3M and all the nice comments. That meant sure. 3 million and all the nice comments. Sure. Couch to 5K running update. That one makes sure. sense. Um, uh, friends during an election. What did that mean? I don't know. I, we it, didn't talk about that. I don't know. Oh, I know what it was. Two shows okay. ago, you said, oh, we'll talk about that on the next, we should talk about that on the next show, which is how to navigate relationships during the election. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you want to do that? <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think it's. I think it's really important that especially starting now, two months before, six weeks before with the first um, debate coming up is that we are all going to have to choose to be friends over to be over being right. Yeah. But what is even right? And I, well, that's it. I mean, to each person, yeah. to each their own right is to each their own, but we're going to have to choose. I love my friend more than I love being right or being angry at them. Yeah. This is a unique one. This is a, do you disagree? Unique? You can. No, 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 no. I don't disagree at all. It's just, I would have agreed with that more easily and more roundly outside of the conversation I had. I started to talk about it on the Tuesday show, but yeah. I mean, I was sitting down with a friend and I, I really like want to shy away from, and I'm intentionally not talking about what the disagreement was about because I don't know that this is a helpful forum <laughs> to get into. I think it's not a helpful forum for us to get into political stuff because I'm like, I don't have a chance to hear back from the listener. Like we yeah, don't, we're right. not in a conversation. So That's I don't right. want to just make this like, here, here are my views. But I'm sitting down in the context of a friend who I like love. Mm. Get remarried today. Or if I'm getting, oh boy. I mean, if I'm getting married yeah. today, he would be a groomsman. Oh, okay. If Rhea and I were renewing our vows, he would Got be it. a groomsman. Okay. That's what I would like to say. Like really deep. And we just, it was such a shocking disparity between the two of us that it's actually hard now. Like I actually, fe I, I can't just yeah. be like, oh, we're okay to disagree because the stuff we disagree on is really personal. To you. And 100% correct. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And it's it's not just, it's very hard because a lot of these disagreements are- Why is it are, personal to you? Is it about your life? Yeah. I think it's about things that either my life or things that, I care deeply about and have chosen to stake actual, like, I don't know how to say it. Like it, this isn't it. Cause we've, he and I agree on this. So I'll give an example that is not it, but like, uh, the, the treatment race in America, okay. right. That people, he and I agree on that, but like, let's say we didn't agree on that. That would be a really fundamentally jarring thing for my soul. Like, sure. I, 
even though I am a privileged white guy I, and have not ever experienced overt racism, that's still something that I'm staking my life on it mattering a great deal. Sure. Does that make sense? So yeah, it's not me directly, but it's me caring about it. So all that being said, it's very hard to just, it is very hard when it's very with this personal. And I feel like this election is one of the more personal elections, maybe in, maybe in history. Yeah. I think you and I are even going to fall on different sides about this part yeah. of the conversation while we may mm -hmm. not fall on different sides at other parts of it, because I just am, I, there are people very dear to me who disagree with me on some very things, some very personal things that I've deemed as personal. Yeah. But, but I'm not willing to lose friends over that, you know? No. I, and I yeah, don't think no. you are either. I don't think you are either. I don't no. think that's what you're saying, but I think, I, I, I think that I saw a friend of mine post something on social media along the lines of, the reason I think this way and a lot of my friends don't is because I've seen I've seen so much more than they have in the, of the world. And I thought, well, that's not how we do this. It, that's not going to change anybody's mind to go. The reason the reason I believe this and you believe that is because I know more. Well, that's not necessarily mm -hmm. true. So what costs friendships is when people start determining. Determining. Yes. When people start determining the reason that I um the reason we disagree is because I'm better than you or because I'm smarter than you or because I care more than you. Yeah. That's, that's what's going to cost friendships. And I've just, I, I'm just not sure any of that's going to be true about me and any of my friends that I know more, I care more, or I'm smarter than them. And that's why we disagree. Yeah. I, I feel like there is a, that's a really, that's first of all, that's really wise. Um, yeah, that's interesting as it applies to what I was thinking about, because I don't at all want to lose friends, a friend, and I wouldn't, this specific situation, I wouldn't lose sure. a friend at all, sure. um, even if this stuff is really personal. But this particular election does seem, it seems like, uh, I'm parsing my words hard, uh, yeah. and I'm, I'm not trying to I'm just trying to be wise yeah, <laughs> in this yeah, moment yeah. instead of just spouting off and apologizing later because you can't unsay it. It's like when we're going to watch the debates, the presidential debates. Yep. Is there anybody going in that doesn't already have a strong opinion on who they're voting for? Is there anybody going in undecided? It's such a completely intense... Uh, it's intense on both sides looking at the other sides. It doesn't feel like, and it's not even the fact that candidates may not be considered moderate. It's that just the rhetoric isn't moderate. Yeah. The we're not moderate. The whole debate isn't moderate. This thing is like, who doesn't know at this point? And so what's the point of arguing? Yet at the same time, the, these these conversations and the the things that these politicians stand for are so deeply personal. Right. And I, I do think there are, possibly people there. I bet there are a lot of people who don't know exactly who they're voting for, who would like to, I'm more interested in the debates than I have ever been before as far really? as, yeah, I really want to hear what both of them say about the exact same thing when they're facing each other. Interesting. And so I, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that there are people that everyone watching has determined everything they, every way they want to vote. How? I mean, yes, I hear that, but the debates are going to be, it's sound bites. It's all, it's like both. I, it's, it's like, um, 
Yeah, but it's all different when they have to look at each other's faces versus when a reporter asks them about the other one and it's just them and the reporter. Yeah, you know, I just think it's very interesting to watch people have to say say what they believe is true facing the person who diametrically disagrees with them. Diametrically? Diabolically? Both. Fine. Diabolically disagrees yeah. with them. Diabolically <laughs> disagrees is they've got like a like a secret underground yeah. layer. Yeah. Um, because the truth is you and I both yeah. deeply love people and deeply believe that people are smart who will vote as far away from each other as possible in belief mm-hmm. system. And so when I look at the either side, my friends that are all the way on either side, I go, I got to believe that you're smart and you're researching and you care and you ended up here. There's then that still is true that you are smart and you care and you researched and you ended up on the polar opposite from another person who is smart and who researched and who cares. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It really, it's very difficult too, because then we introduce the faith into it right like uh-huh. Uh-huh. like i and a friend both are christian and both took the same sacraments at baptism and uh-huh. yet the way that we have extrapolated that into our lives is real different uh-huh. and on on some specific issues not on all issues you know we both fundamentally land on the same place on how we should be parenting sure, right some sure. really important awesome things that matter a lot but we also land on some pretty fundamentally different places that it's like, how are we the same species? It really is truly. We saw at the, this is a terrible metaphor that I am okay. not going to, I'm not going to walk back or even try not to. <laughs> we were at the farmer's market and I saw this little tiny chihuahua looking dog walking next to a great Dane. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, how are these both dogs? This is. <laughs> really a completely thing of dogs and sometimes i ask myself when i'm looking around the context of people that i love i'm not even talking extremes i'm talking mentors people who i've spent my life with who i love who were all probably in the just jumbly meaty middle of ideology and everything Mm -hmm. or just different dogs we're yeah. just two different dogs. That's right. And what is true about both of those dogs, let's just stick yeah. with the dogs because that makes it so easy. Mm-hmm. Both of these dogs are dogs. Both of these I dogs am. are very good at being a dog. They're just two different <laughs> kind of dogs. <laughs> and <know>. some people <laughs> are going to prefer one over the other, and that's fine. But the thing that goes sideways is when a chihuahua looks at a, what's the other one? Yeah, that's a Great Dane. A chihuahua looks at a Great Dane and says, if I'm a dog, you aren't. Yeah, that's right. I am a dog oh, and that's... you are not a dog. And it's like, no, no, no. You could both be dogs and have real strong disagreements about dogs. And and I, I don't want to necessarily tie this around faith stuff because in this particular scenario, because I don't I'm not trying no, to rile the world up, but we should definitely not at all. We should definitely keep the dog metaphor attached to the faith piece, though, and never yes. look back. <laughs> yes, never leave. Nothing it. can I'm go wrong saying, with stop this. Telling, stop telling the Great Dane the Great Dane's not a dog just because it doesn't look like a chihuahua. Yeah. Yep. I think I just land on the fact that it's for me, I'm first of all, it's been super helpful what you said, but also it is just still very personal, but I also have to, the challenge for me on this is I I just want to get out of this particular heated election cycle clean. I don't even know that I'm going to, uh, what will clean look like being able to have a healthy 
being able with the pe- some of the people that I disagree with strongly on some big issues mm-hmm. and we still love each other on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to get out clean. If that's clean, I would like to get out clean as well. Yeah. And that's, that's why, like we were talking about last week, I was like, I gotta just get off Facebook because this isn't real. That's, that that's not real conversation. This well, isn't the why be- we're being careful here is because yes. we aren't actually having a conversation with the listener. We are with each other, but, but we can't hear them back. And, and we can't engage with them. We can only engage with each other. And so it, right. it is the same as Facebook. Right. And that's not f- totally fair. Right. <laughs> like, so people, yeah. that's why I'm not like, well, I think this and vote for this. And no, it's like, it's just me talking to you. Yeah. We, sh- yeah. we got to talk to each other that's or right. me talking to the audience. Anyway, I was just thinking about that. The friends during the election thing. That's yeah. what was on the list. Just a real, uh, yeah, just an interesting season. Um, well, I really appreciate, appreciate you saying that and teaching me your point of view on that because so many of our friends are going to feel like this is very personal. And I yeah. don't feel like it's personal until someone steps on something that feels very personal to me. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it doesn't feel personal to me today, but it could tomorrow. Yeah. It's also so hard for, for me in particular. And I know I'm not speaking for not even speaking for us, but not trying to lay this on you. But for me, it is easy for me to make nothing personal because of uh, the privilege that I get to walk in every single day. Mm. Middle upper class, white, male, like, I mean, everything, like it's all basically going for me, right? And so it is easy for me to make nothing personal because, right, for me, Eddie Koffeltz, whatever, whoever ends up being elected and whatever ends up happening, it's going to work out for me. Like I'm going to make, you know, it's going to be all right. I'm going to have a job. It doesn't, it isn't actually like effect. I, I am one of the least affected in terms of just me. And so the more I like have to, I have to look outside of how does this just affect me to understand the significance of what politics means. And it's not just this election. It's, it's, it's who we vote for, for school board. Right. Yeah, it's, that's right. it's, it's not just Trump and Biden, just to, to say the names. It's not just that. It's the full political system that governs us on a local and state and federal level. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a lot of influence on a lot of people. And I just want to make yeah, sure that I'm using yeah, my privilege well. Well, well I'm I, clearly I, in the middle of it. I appreciate I, it. Well, yeah. I enjoy having this conversation with you. Um, we had a a yoga studio here close because of COVID, which is just so sad. Yeah. It's awful. And when they sent out an email and told people all these things, and then, you know, I responded to her and told her I was sad to see, because I really love the studio. I wrote about it and remember God. And and I wrote back, I said, tell me what I can do. And she wrote back and, and this was obviously like a form email because now I've been by the studio and it's on the door as well, which I totally get. Cause how do you respond to all the people who mm-hmm. loved your studio when you're mourning losing your studio? Um, but she said the number one thing you can do is vote well and not just nationally, but locally. And I thought, totally. man, that's a great thing to say to us all just to, a reminder that this isn't just one election between two men. This is trickles down. We have, we have lots of things to vote for and I want to be a part of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, wow. Friday, everybody. 
<laughs> we good, everybody. We good. Should should be receiving no comments on that. Just a nice, quiet weekend on social. <laughs> well, this is a good reminder that I don't. I'm not on the internet on the weekend, you guys. So <laughs> if yeah. you have things to say, but also Eddie, I mean, I think everybody is hearing what is true behind what we're saying is that we don't have all the answers. We're mm-hmm. not taking super hard stances for or against each other or a thing. We are trying to figure out how do we as two Christians continue to love ourselves and what we believe in and each other and God well through the rest of 2020. Right. I don't know why we, why we're gonna get. I don't know why someone yelled at us for that, but uh, it's okay. We'll and maybe they won't. I'm I'm pre saying something that may not be true. If I know anything about the folks who've listened to the show, people have been super supportive. So I'm guessing it's something that is yeah. just. It's mostly because I'm nervous that that anytime because we just don't talk about politics a lot, right? Yeah. We, there's things we just don't talk about, and so we just waded into it in a way that almost revealed none of our actual beliefs and talked about it all hypothetically but still i just don't i just it's just not not a fun thing on a podcast sometimes to um you know i just don't want to alienate well it was on your list eddie so what's the next thing on your list because oh what are we going to do about halloween i kind of mentioned it the other day oh yeah (laughs) but what actually are we going to do about halloween Uh, as far as whether uh, you know because la canceled halloween and then backed up an uncanceled halloween but realistically, let's not look at it in terms of what uh, the government is going to tell us to do or not do. Let's talk about, are we realistically going to take a, our kids and have them walk around from house to house and then they knock on the door and then a person masked or maybe not masked opens up the door of their quarantine sanctum and then <laughs> our kid reaches in and grabs candy from a bucket that a hundred other kids have just put their hand in? Yeah, I think there's going to have to be some adjustment on how we get candy. There's just no way we drink. For starters, is there a holiday that's more ready for COVID than the holiday where everybody wears masks? I mean, what a win. Oh, it's a huge win. There's going to be surgeons this year. Huge. This one, I mean, compared to what happened to 4th of July, 4th of July just got dominated by COVID. Halloween was born. Halloween's been waiting for a year like this. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth of July had no chance. It was early. Nobody knew kind of what to do. People were not gathering even 10 or less yet. We were all straight up home for the July. (laughs) And so it was like, okay, well, I guess no fireworks and no parties. Right. Right. Uh, And so what did you, were you ever, when you were a kid, did it ever rain on Halloween? No memory of that. Okay. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did not stop me. Sure. Okay. So the only time I really remember it raining, and this is a, I'm getting back to a COVID conversation. The Mm -hmm. only time I really remember it raining, my dad, Mr. F. Downs, who you know, love him. uh, Me too, took us to, and I think my mom was there too, but I just remember my dad was still in his suit from work and we went to the mall. And we went from store to yes. store at the mall. And I think that's for sure not happening during COVID. I think there's no rain. No. There's no backup rain plan. Here's what I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be individual Halloween house parties where I'm uh-huh. gonna, we're going to have a couple kids of families that we've, you know, we're inside of each other's bubble. We have a couple kids here. We'll go there. We're going to just bring candy. And we're not going to supervise the amount of candy. So it's not like the trick or treating, but it's like, hey, here's still a crazy bucket of candy. Go wild. Yeah. And then 
you know, you watch a movie and hang out and do the thing. Yeah, I wonder if they're, I, I imagine that Pinterest is just loaded down with cool ideas of how to COVID Halloween. But mm-hmm. I want like when I'm thinking about passing out candy, it may just be where kids don't reach in, where there's some sort of, <laughs> I want to get one of those claw things, you know, that you could like, I can pinch a piece of candy and drop it right into their basket. <laughs> Do you know what I, I mean? The claws I do. I'm talking about? I do. I fully understand that. It's a good idea, but I'm. I wouldn't even. The thing is, you just don't know. I bet there's no kids. I bet no kids show up. Oh, really? That's what I'm saying. I bet it's just a generally like kids aren't going out trick or treating this year. We're just doing Halloween fun. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be a bummer, but it was on the list. I was thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, I'm. It's not a bummer. I, I just haven't pictured it not working <laughs> as a classic Enneagram seven. Yes. Um, I just have not even thought about what if it gets ruined. I've only thought about, yay. How, how great will it be? Yeah. That's how much about. fun will it? I've just literally pictured the exact same thing I've done every other year. And that's, that's, that's on me, man. That's on me. Well, it's early September and I'm deep in it because I like to think of the sad. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Don't even get me started with your Christmas traditions. Oh, it doesn't get more sad than Halloween. I mean, Thanksgiving and Christmas, what? I'm always mad that I can't see more of my friends because Halloween. we have to stay in our in our families. We don't get to do things with other people. Is I really Halloween like my family. Top five? Oh, yeah. It's in my top three, probably. Annie, this is a controversial episode. <laughs> I loved it when I taught school. I recognize that a lot of people don't celebrate it because of spiritual, which is fine. But I, when I taught school, it was really fun to decorate. And I love how in, in Nashville, everybody gets out, everybody walks around and you see a bunch of your friends. I just love it. Uh, just as a heads up, all Cuffolds uh, women are outside the door. Really just, this is a throwback from old episodes. Really yeah. having a dance. We'll walk oh. like an Egyptian dance. Okay. Sorry to interrupt the flow. They are all, they are on it. Yeah, okay. It is real. You really, the level to which they're dancing on their own is impressive because I know there's not music right now. <laughs> so the three of them, and this is what's great. The three of them are dancing to some shared music that is in their heads with each other. Uh-huh, but, yeah, but that's it. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, so. how you feel about Halloween? I'm like neutral on it. Oh, sure. It's like okay. funnish. And I get it's cute when the kids get dressed up. Yeah. And I really it's one of my favorite nights on social media because I love seeing. Oh, I love it. So cute with the other little kids. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you. That and our, Easter. Oh, the kids. Easter, Easter great outfits. one. Now, Easter warms me deeply. Uh-huh. Love that one. Yeah. But I would say my dominantly favorite is 4th of July. That is my favorite holiday. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that after this year. Now, listen, I'm going to just as an update, I have two windows in my office. They've since moved to the other, both windows. So now I am doing a pod, I'm a professional podcaster and (laughs) I have, I'm talking to you about my favorite holidays. This is hard hitting stuff. And I have got humans just like on a fish tank, just dancing on either window. Um, will you tell me what makes you sad when you think about Thanksgiving and Christmas? Oh, I love Thanksgiving is number two and Christmas comes in at third. Okay. Wait. Uh, okay. And so why are you sad about that in 2020? What happens to all our little holidays? What are our little traditions? Cause my favorite thing about Christmas 
is all the little, the micro traditions. Okay. So we go to this little tiny um, church that does a uh, a very cute, what's the, oh, the nativity. Oh, sure. And they rent a, like a donkey. And this oh, donkey shit. has been rented a lot. Yes, yeah. Like, and it's tear, it's qual- production quality, it is awful, but it is the most charming little thing. And then you walk inside the sanctuary and there are like two older people from the congregation One's playing a piano, one's playing, one's got a flute and they're doing songs and they have cookies that they've set out. And there, and there's like, you can take little pictures with your family in a little nativity. They'll dress you up. That's going to be different this year. Yeah. That's that going to be different this year. I'm sorry to tell you. No, but it's that. It's those things. Yeah. I'm Christmas morning is still Christmas morning. There's still tree. There's still the whole thing. There's still Jesus, right? There's still the main sure. things, but the things that go, make it from awesome holiday to very like soul fulfilling magical. I'm, but I, I am a real bummer today and I feel no, really bad. I've, <gasps> Stop no, it. Yes, I am. I have systematically gone through and destroyed the rest of the 2020 holidays. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, man. Why is Thanksgiving going to be awful? Because you can't have everyone over. That's why. Enjoy 2020. Somebody figure out where Betty White is. Make sure she's okay. Do y'all have people over that are not your nuclear family for Thanksgiving? Uh, We used to have friends Thanksgiving, which I miss a lot. So we used to do the weekend before Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving's Thursday. So that weekend before, it would be everybody. Okay. We know at our house and it was very fun and large. Since we moved to Gainesville, that has gotten, we don't, we haven't done that, but yeah. we will again. Okay. Uh, and then Thanksgiving is some mixture of family or families and just like everybody else. What sure. do you do for Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving is at, you remember when we podcasted one time when I was at the lake house with my family? That's where we yeah, I found out deep into the podcast. Yep. I was not paying attention. <laughs> we that's where we I'm headed there this weekend again just to, to do some celebrating of Mr. F Downs. If you would please uh kiss the ring of Mr. <laughs> F Downs for me. If you've seen the end of the second Godfather, how that's that right. ends when they're kissing Michael's ring, or actually the end of Godfather one when they're kissing Michael's ring, if you would look at that and make sure that that's correct. So that he just you. knows how much I respect him. So we do that for Thanksgiving and then Christmas is at my parents' house. And so we, you know, it will be different. I mean, I'm just interested, like, what will going to church be like and what will, you know, oh, for Christmas? What yeah. will going to church be like? What will, I mean, COVID, let me, can we talk about this for a second? My second biggest fear of gathering on Christmas Eve is COVID. My first biggest fear I have every year that someone's going to set on fire when we're singing at night. Dude. Why? I, I Knew I used to make the same joke every single year because I used to have to in our sanctuary lead that part. Uh uh-uh. uh. And it was always like, if I don't do these instructions right, a child's going to set a seat on fire. And <laughs> there's 800 people in this room right uh-huh. now and a lot of cloth. How and this place every is going church up. Figured this one thing out. It seems to work out. <laughs> it's, it is literally like God just being like, it's not happening tonight. Yeah. Like don't do random ones, but don't tonight. We're fine. This one's on me. It is. I, it is the most anxious three minutes of my year every year. No question. I'm not, I I can't tell you a moment. I'm more anxious ever than I am. Those, those three minutes of silent night when everyone's holding little candles all across a room and singing with their eyes closed. Why do you have your eyes closed? 
Right. And those little candles, those little, uh, you know, the little white yes. candles that we all have yes. that have the little guard around them. That guard is a piece of trash. And I, <laughs> I'm sorry if the person who invented and makes those guards is listening to the show. Fan, yeah. Huge time to update because I don't care how hard you try. When that wax goes down, it slips right through the little tiny opening and you got hot wax on your hand. And I don't care. But all of a sudden I see last year, I remember it, Lucy looking up at me with a with a look in her eyes that's communicating, hey, I'm on fire. So what do I do? Of course, she's not. But there's just hot wax dripping into her hand. And she hasn't had to experience that yet. She didn't know. That guard did not work. Oh, yeah, that's that's. Yeah. Wow. You really did ruin the rest of the holidays. Yeah. What else? Anything else you want me to ruin before we get out of this show? Your list has been very up. Oh, one thing we did say we talk about on Tuesday that we are reminding people today. This is the only thing on my list is there's a Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma about yes. what social media is doing to our brains that is on Netflix. Yes. And you and I are planning on watching it before we talk Tuesday of next week. Yes. So. Yes, I think we're going to do movie night, and uh, which just means watching a movie at night. But it feels yeah. more fun if you call it movie night. Yeah, call it something. Um, call it something. And then, uh, yeah, you know what? You know what else we call movie night this year? What's that? Every night. <laughs> oh, thanks. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Christmas. The, bird, the, the magi are going to be showing up, and you know what's going to be happening? <laughs> just old episodes of Thirty Rock. Eddie. Santa isn't um, coming to the house this year because we don't know if Santa's wearing a mask. And I'm sorry. I've closed the chimney. <laughs> closed the chimney. I'm sorry. I left I, the on the roof. Please take yeah. this. Please take your temperature before you come down here. <laughs> yeah. We're not making cookies. We're not doing any of that. Because it's unsanitary. Oh, anything else on your list that's controversial and or heartbreaking? Because that's what you've brought so far. Mm, yeah. Oh, oh, yes, okay. I have a, I have a quick thing. <laughs> okay. It's it's not controversial or heartbreaking, but it made me happy, uh -huh. and so I'd like to bring it up. Um, you know that I have a, not I was going to say strange, but I feel like you would say it's not strange, and so I'm going to learn in real time. But I have a love of people that do improv and comedy, and these are my heroes and etc. Strange. And uh, you know how we shared or last week that we had a, a lot of people listen to the podcast, and we were celebrating a big milestone. Very exciting. Some of my favorite improv improvisers who... Uh, Is that what they're called? Improvisers. Improvisers. <laughs> Apparently. I know that was the name of that, a person who does improv, improvisers. Oh, I don't know that it is. Improvisers? I, I think know. that's right. It is. It now. doesn't seem like a word, although I will say it is underlined with those little red checks here in my in my document that I keep. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So maybe it's not a word. But um, first of all, we know, you know Ross Kimball, right? Oh, yeah. I love Ross. Yeah. How do you know Ross? Uh, but do you like know him? Know him? Yeah, yeah. He came to Nashville a few years ago and did an improv show and we share a mutual friend in Chicago. And so we all went to a show and then we went to dinner and we've just stayed pals. Well, Ross listens. And do you have you ever heard? Have you ever heard him? He does the Kent Beagle Mind Summit. Oh, he's just one of the funniest. Yeah, he's. Have, have you ever heard this podcast? Uh -uh. Annie, it's very funny. And I got in a little trouble a couple of weeks ago for mentioning a podcast that was a little too racy, and I am sorry. Uh -huh. But I will say the Kent Beagle Mind Summit, pretty funny. He is essential, and he had um, well, basically he's like a motivational speaker and coach. But it's uh -huh. all—I don't want to wreck it, but it's him, Ross. But he's always in character of Kent Beagle, and he doesn't break. He doesn't say like, "Hey, it's me, Ross." 
what would Kent say? He just, that's the show is him being this like motivationally kind of speaker who's talking about like business coaching and stuff. It's like a real specific joke that he doesn't let up on, but you know, Ross, he's just so dang funny, but he had, he had Bobby Moynihan on from SNL. Like he's got, cause he's like, so he's bringing in these people. Yeah. I love him. Anyhow, he reached out, says he likes the show. And of course I'm like, Ross Kimball sliding into my DMS. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm being cool, but he's like so sweet. And then, um, <laughs> do you know Holly Laurent and Greg Hess from, there's another podcast called Mega? No. Okay. Mega is also very funny. It's about, okay, I don't know how you, they are fictitious staff of a fictitious mega church. And so oh, it's like a send about this. Yes. You've told me about this one. So it's a send up of mega church, uh, life and culture. And it is, <laughs> It is really funny. It's to uh, those of us that have worked or have gone to a church, a large church, uh-huh. the first, everybody who listened to it and who listens to it, the general consensus was, well, that's way too real. I don't yeah, even I know bet. that is, this, so they're really good, but they listen to it and they are just super talented and just incredible people. So Kent Beagle and Mega, they were listening to our podcast and it just made me feel very oh, excited. So good. that's it. I wanted to share that with you. That's a, that's a great, that's a better ending to the list than you started. Though I'm glad we talked about everything we talked about. Too bad they won't be able to see their family for Thanksgiving. How insane would it be if we got to the first week in November and had never discussed voting and how to have conversations with friends who don't believe what you believe politically? That would have been yeah. very, um, yeah. called? not head in the sand, but that would yeah. be. Yeah. So yeah. Good, somebody, good on that. yeah. Yeah. I think that the best service we can do right now, I, I think it's the talking about how we're talking. I think that is. I think that was a helpful conversation to have today because I'm definitely thinking about like, okay, how can I love this person well? Mm-hmm. And we still fundamentally disagree. Mm-hmm. Yet, how can we still have these? Com- yeah, it was good. It was helpful. Me too. There's still a dog. That that Chihuahua that, is still a dog, Eddie. It's still a dog. Well, and I and I would say, <laughs> I think really the Great Dane is still a dog. The Chihuahua <laughs> seems more like a dog to me. The Great Dane is it's like. Yeah, it's like, how are you that big? And <laughs> well, why is it someone not calling a chihuahua a rat? I'm sure they've been called rats all their lives. But when you typically think of average dog height and weight, the chihuahua, I believe, is closer to the average than the Great Dane. Sure. Wow. Well, you're, now you're riling up the dog people because they've got the oh. real stats. <laughs> oh, people love their dogs, don't they? <laughs> oh, man. You love were... your dog. I am neutral at best about my dog. <laughs> I love that dog so much. It is a great dog until we had children. And then it's just like another heartbeat. It's just another thing to feed. We got to, we got to finish this thing up. I got it. Okay. So we're going to watch social dilemma this weekend. We'll talk about it next week. Go get heartworm medicine because I got nothing else to do. A heartworm medicine. (laughs) All right, friends, listen, y'all go out and have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here on Tuesday. Go wash your hands. Three things vomit. That's cool. Let's clean up the vomit of three things now. Bye-bye, buddies. (laughs) All right. Bye, buddies. (laughs) 